There's rumors circulating that Connor Garland could be making his way to New Jersey. What would it take to acquire his services, and is it worth the risk for the New Jersey Devils? It's silly season time during the course of an actual season, so we have a lot to discuss. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Elias scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup! Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And for any of my loyal listeners out there, other than a devil's win, what is something that I really like to talk about on this show? It is silly season. So here's the thing about the New Jersey Devils. We've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. In fact, I posted an episode on uh, Tom Fitzgerald's mindset going into the trade deadline that will be fast approaching on March 21st. I've given you guys my opinion on how the Devils should handle the trade deadline in a couple episodes. I said, while they shouldn't be buyers, they shouldn't be sellers either. Then again, we don't really have much to sell, but it's still fun to talk about silly season and see which players pop up in the trade rumors as potential targets for the Devils organization because barring a miraculous recovery for the New Jersey Devils this season is pretty much out the door in terms of competing so here's what the Devils should do they should try to start stacking up for the future however we should shy away from maybe drafting a player and focus more on an established player in the NHL so that way we could just get better for next year we have something to look forward to for the rest of this year in terms of their overall development with the team trying to get uh, molded within the unit and just uh, trying to get their feet wet in New Jersey because now is the time to build for something big next year and that's why I'm telling you guys don't sleep on the trade market for the New Jersey Devils yes I know you want to see uh, them sell the team I've, I've been seeing the tweets but like I told you guys it's just not going to happen because we don't really have much to unload in terms of maybe getting a first round traffic we just don't have the assets to do that and we don't have the flexibility to do so however here's a name that I've been seeing pop around uh, trade rumors uh, linked to the New Jersey Devils whether it be on Twitter or Devils News uh, Atmosphere whether it's the hockey writers where I work at the pucks and pitchforks wherever the case might be uh, they've been talking about potentially the Devils being interested in Connor Garland and the Vancouver Canucks having a mutual interest in trading Connor Garland to the New Jersey Devils for maybe Pavel Zaka as a centerpiece of this deal. So this is actually quite interesting because this wouldn't be the first time that uh, Garland has been on the move because if you guys remember during the offseason before the amateur draft, Connor Garland was dealt to the Vancouver Canucks uh, from the Arizona Coyotes organization. Given how both teams are stacking up right now, I don't think this was a win for either side. However, I said the controversial opinion that I felt as though that the Vancouver Canucks won the deal mainly because of Connor Garland because you get a solid winger and now the fact that uh, his name is being popped around trade rumors and being linked back to the New Jersey Devils organization is actually quite intriguing and something that I want to talk about. So let's talk about silly season because uh, we're going to have to face the Vancouver Canucks in a few days.
so is it possible that Connor Garland is making his way to the Prudential Center? So here's how we're going to break this down. I'm going to give you guys just an overall background of Connor Garland, his stats this year, and then I'm going to say where is he going to slide in. I'm going to give you guys a few possible trade outcomes, and then like I do for every Silly Season episode, I will give you guys my final verdict as to how the Devils should handle it because I've been seeing a various amount of ways that uh, the Devils could package a deal to the Vancouver Canucks and try to get the services of Connor Garland. So when looking at Connor Garland, he first uh, made his debut in the NHL during the 2018-2019 season, which he appeared in 47 games at 13 goals, 5 assists for a grand total of 18 points. This season with the Vancouver Canucks, he has appeared in 44 games, 11 goals, 15 assists for a grand total of 26 points, and he has a plus-minus of plus 8. So here's the thing, guys. There's good to NHL standards, and then there's good for devil standards. So the thing about Connor Garland and his overall statistics is that it's nothing impressive. It's nothing that just blows you out the water. It's nothing that's going to make you jump out of your seat. But at the same time, these numbers are pretty solid and good to New Jersey Devil standards because when looking at the statistics for the New Jersey Devils right now, obviously our leader in points is Jesper Bratt with 43. And then Jack Hughes is actually uh, not trailing him. Jack Hughes is 13 points behind uh, Jesper Brod for uh, most on the team. And then there's Nico Heizer, Dawson Mercer, Damon Severson, and so on. And then he gets into the 20s. Remember, the Devils last season, they struggled to put up points on the boards. And right now, uh, the, the same can be said for this season. Because Jesper Brod, Jack Hughes, and Nico Heizer at times, even though Nico Heizer is tied with Jack Hughes for uh, points, um, you know, Nico Heizer is starting to come alive once again. The, those guys are doing their jobs, but we're just not getting the overall... Uh, how would I say, balance throughout our top six and our bottom six. That's one of the debates we've been having the last couple of weeks in terms of uh, roster structure for the New Jersey Devils. Because when looking at the line combination right now, Jesper Broad is still out, so we're not going to factor that in. You got Sharon Govich, Hughes, and Mercer on the top line. That actually worked out pretty well for the Devils in their last game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Look, I get it. They lost badly. They let up five unanswered goals. But you cannot deny Jack Hughes was great at facilitating uh, Dawson Mercer and also Igor Sharangovich because Dawson Mercer was able to put up his first three-point career uh, night and then Sharangovich was you know uh, making a statement once again as to why it's not how you start it's how you finish and Jack Hughes just doing his thing but when you get to Nico Heizer you got Zaka and then you got Tatar so uh, like I said Zaka would mainly be the centerpiece for this deal to get Connor Garland and that's what I've been seeing so Pavel Zaka stats 47 game appearances 12 goals 11 assists for a grand total of 23 points so you're probably thinking to yourself well wouldn't that be an eye for an eye kind of thing because they're both putting up the same statistics in terms of uh, what Connor Garland is doing and what Pavel Zaka is doing but here's the overall narrative for Pavel Zaka and a lot of Devils fans already know this Pavel Zaka I think it's safe to say he's been a huge disappointment during his career for the New Jersey Devils And, and and you know Part of that is because the standards were just so high for him because he was in the same draft class as uh, Connor McDavid, Jack Eichel, Mitchell Marner, all those guys. So it, it's just like the 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 bar was set so high for Pavel Zaka that he's nowhere close to getting towards the level all those players that I listed. And, you know, part of that is not his fault. Part of that is just us having such high expectations for him. But the thing of the matter is, guys, last year he was able to have somewhat of a career year. He was able to put up career highs in both goals and assists. He had 17 goals and then he had 18 assists for a grand total of 30. 
35 points. He actually led our team in points during the uh, shortened season. He appeared in 50 out of the 56 games. But this year, he is well off the mark once again. 47 game appearances. He has 12 goals, 11 assists for a grand total of 23 points. And he has a plus minus of negative 20. So, like I said, I've been just very patient with Pavel Zaka. Any of my loyal listeners can attest to that. I I said that, you know, maybe we should apologize to Pavel Zaka because he was able to have somewhat of a career year last year. But he's making me eat those words right now because that plus minus negative 20, that's his career worst if the season were to end today. And like I said, he is well off the mark of what he was able to do uh, last season or the year prior in which he appeared in 65 games, had eight goals, 24 assists for a grand total of 30 points. Wow, imagine that. (laughs) A little off the mark from what you were doing a couple years ago, and that wasn't even impressive. So the overall thing about Pavel Zaka is is I think our patience has run a little low for Pavel Zaka, and now is the time you got to put out feelers for someone like Pavel Zaka because I mentioned it in the episode before, even though the Devils don't really have much to sell, try to get rid of players like Pavel Zaka or Andreas Janssen. Try to see what they're worth in the open market so that way you can still get a return on your investment and that return on investment would be Connor Garland so the main question is is he worth the risk for the New Jersey Devils we have to look at his playing style we have to look at his contract we have to look where would he slide in in terms of line combinations where does he fit in statistically like where would he rank in terms of uh, overall production if he were traded to the Devils right now for Pavel Zaka and we'll just presume maybe a draft pick and then I'll give you guys my final verdict but before we do it is time for the first live read this morning and it comes from our friends at Bilt Bar. So this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you ever tried the puffs? If you have, if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just protein bars, but they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors: yummy cinnamon. Me, Chiro, uh, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All built bars are, co- are covered in 100% real chocolate. Like I said, yes, pus included, 100% real chocolate, but they're super healthy as well. They have low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to hu- 300 calories. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And they have so many flavors to choose from. Like I mentioned, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. I don't know how they do it, but they do it every time. They are just about taste. So the offer is go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And be sure to check out Corey LaJoy this Sunday in NASCAR as he's going to be racing a Built Bar paint scheme for the Daytona 500. I am really looking forward to that. Okay, the second live read comes from our friends at Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performances, props to where the next fired coach is going to land, 
hint, maybe New Jersey. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains your best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Congratulations to Team Canada. Their women's hockey team was able to uh, win the gold. Head to the website today or use your mobile devices to learn more about trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so let's talk about Connor Garland and where do I see him fitting in with the New Jersey Devils organization. So here's the thing about uh, Connor Garland. Uh, He's 25 years of age. However, he is not a big guy. He is 5'10", weighs 165. So to fit in and, you know, get Lindy Ruff to like him, unless his name is Jack Hughes, he's going to have to put on some weight, in my opinion, if he wants to be more effective with the Devils organization because it seems like the Devils' overall mindset is trying to go bigger. They, they've they gone bigger on both the defensive side, and I think they're trying to do it for their offense as well. So my opinion for Connor Garland, like, look, I get it works out for someone like Jack Hughes, but try to put on some weight so that way you're more of a force to be reckoned with. It obviously has to be muscle, but that's my one, uh, I guess, nitpick pet peeve that I have for Connor Garland, which is I just want him to put on at least 10 pounds. I don't think that's too much to ask for. So like I said, it's not like a dire must uh, do if he wants to come to the Devils organization. Just me nitpicking a little bit and just basing on like what Lindy Ruff likes in terms of an overall player. So like I said, it works out for someone like Jack Hughes, but you know that that that's just my one suggestion for Connor Garland. So when looking at the overall stats for Connor Garland, like I said at the beginning of the episode, it's nothing impressive. It's nothing that's going to get you out of your seat. It's nothing that's going to make you roll out of bed. It's not going to like make you scream all star or things of that nature. But his stats are good in terms of the overall production for the Devils. So his best season came during uh, the uh, uh, shortened year in which he appeared in 49 out of the 56 games. Uh, last year, he had 12 goals, 27 assists for a grand total of 39 points. And he had a plus minus of negative three. Year, uh, the year prior, uh, before the season got shut down, he had 39 points as well. But that was in 68 game appearances. So you see the overall improvement that he was doing for the Arizona Coyotes. Then he gets over to the Vancouver Canucks organization. And like I said, 44 game appearances, 11 goals, 15 assists for a grand total, 26 points, and a plus minus of plus eight. I will take that plus eight over Pavel Zaka's uh, negative 20 on any day of the week because I just feel as though Connor Garland is kind of the answer that the Devils sort of need. But the one issue I have is like, what if he doesn't get better? Like, what if he's uh, only putting up like, you know, this decent amount of numbers? Because here's the thing, guys. He is signed to a five-year, $24.75 million contract. And he won't become an unrestricted free agent until after the 2025-2026 season. So that's also another issue that you have to factor in, which is this is a commitment for the New Jersey Devils organization, but he's 25 years of age, so he could get better, but it is a risk. But then again, it's like, you know, you kind of got to get rid of Pavel Zaka because I don't think he's an answer going forward for the Devils organization. So where would he fit in in terms of overall stats for the New Jersey Devils? So like I told you guys, leading our team in points by a comfortable margin is Jesper Brat, then Jack Hughes, then Nico Heizer, and so on. So if we were to hypothetically trade uh, Pavel Zaka for the services of Connor Garland, so like I said, Connor Garland has 26 points this season at the time of this recording, he would have uh, just below Damon Severson. So 
he would be in the top six. So speaking of top six, I think this would actually be a good thing for the New Jersey Devils because what's the one thing I've been talking about on the show? I said that the Devils are a little too top-heavy when it comes to Jack Hughes and Jesper Brock because they play on the same line, and they have a great connection, and Nico Heischer has been making do with what he's got because he's got to deal with Pavel Zaka, he's got to deal with Thomas Tatar, and overall he's got to deal with the fluster nature of Lindy Ruff because it, it seems like Lindy Ruff is just trying to you know, attempt uh, uh, attempt uh, different things, but that that's a discussion for another time. I think Garland would fit pretty well with our top six because, like I said, uh, you give Nico Heizer another option to work with because you know it, we we got Thomas Tatar. I thought he was a diamond in the rough, but Connor Garland could potentially be a diamond in the rough, and it gives us more options. So we slide out Pavel Zaka. We say Pavel Zaka, goodbye. Pack your bags. You're going to Vancouver, and then uh, you move uh, Garland into that. A winger position with Nico Heizer and Thomas Tatar by his side, and then it, it kind of gives you more options to work with. Or here's something that might be so controversial, and a lot of you might disagree with me, but here's an option, and I've been talking about it on this show before because it might be time to split up Hughes and Brat. Look, I get it. We love that uh, Brat and Hughes are able to generate a point with one another, whether it's uh, Hughes scoring on Brat's assist or vice versa. But at the same time, guys, we're a little too top-heavy, like I've said many, many, many times on the show before. So it might be time to split those two players up so that we have more options on our line combination. So it's like you keep Jack Hughes on the top line, then you move Jesper Brat to a winger position on the second line with Nico Heizer. You move Connor Garland to uh, the top line. You replace him with Dawson Mercer. Then Dawson Mercer uh, moves back down to the second line with Nico Heizer and Jesper Brat. And you move Thomas Tatar to the bottom six. Wait, 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 wait. Did I lose you? Did I confuse you? Well, uh, here's what the uh, top two line combinations would be like. So for our top line, it would be Hughes, Sharon Govich, and Garland at wing positions. Then for our second line, you got Heizer leading the way with Brat and Mercer. And then you move Thomas Tatar to the third line. So that way you have scoring on all three lines and you can rely on someone like Thomas Tatar. And then, you know, Boquist has been on a decent run for the Devils. So keeping him on the third line, him uh, leading the way at center, I think that's a decent idea along with Jimmy VC, And then uh, Mikey McLeod just leads the energy line with Bastion and Gearston. And th- that way you have more options up and down your lineup. So it's like, Tatar could provide the scoring for Boquist's line. Then Brock could provide the scoring for Heizer's line. And Mercer can also get some reps and try to pad his stats a little bit. And then for Hughes, he's able to just make Garland a better player because we know the type of leader that Hughes is. Look at what Sharon Govich has been doing recently uh, after the Christmas break. Do you think Sharon Govich does what he's doing without Jack Hughes? The answer is no, because remember when Jack Hughes was out with his shoulder injury? and Sharon Govich was struggling. It got to the point where Sharon Govich was a healthy scratch alongside with Kwokinen, and we were guaranteeing that uh, Sharon Govich and Kwokinen would be uh, on our top six, and now Kwokinen is just like, you know, basically a coin flip, and then Sharon Govich is just like a wild card at this point, not really a consistent option, but Sharon Govich is starting to make a name for himself once again. So you think that happens without Jack Hughes? No. So I bet that maybe Jack Hughes can help Connor Garland 
Uh, pad his stats a little bit better, and Dawson Mercer is still in the top six. He's alongside Nico Heizer, which gives Heizer, you know, a, a veteran player like Jesper Brat leading our team in points, and maybe Heizer can help out uh, uh, Brat a little bit, and vice versa. And Mercer can also, like I said, just get his stats up a little bit, and everyone's happy. So that's the line combination that I think would would work best for the Devils. And then for our third line, you got Thomas Tatar as the main scoring option, and then you can rely on the momentum of uh, Jesper Boquist, and then Mikey McLeod, you know what he's going to do, just play two ways uh, for what he's doing this season, not normally a two-way player, but uh, it, it's working for him this year, and he could just be uh, a physical body down there alongside with Nathan Bastian, his buddy, so you don't separate the super buddies. Thomas Tatar will probably have a bigger role on the third line since he would be the main focal point of trying to get the goals alongside with Jimmy VC and Boquist, and like I said, I just explained how the situation might work for our top two lines. So that's my opinion. And like I said, that gives us options to work with, especially with Pavel Zaka struggling this year. So maybe trading Pavel Zaka for Connor Garland might not be a bad idea. But what's my final verdict on that? Well, you're going to have to wait and see. Uh, it's time for the third live read this morning. And it comes from our friends uh, from rockauto.com, the OG sponsor. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Winder, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Okay, so what's my final verdict in terms of trying to pursue a Connor Garland trade? Because his stats aren't impressive, and the one thing that just worries me is his overall, you know, contract because he signed to a five-year deal, won't be a free agent until after the 2025-2026 season. So if we were to hypothetically trade for him, this would be um, a, a commitment for the Devils, and this is also a risk because, like I said, can't reiterate this enough, his stats aren't that impressive this season. So is he going to improve if he goes to a new change of scenery? It, it, are we going to get the Connor Garland from last year during the shortened season, which he put up actually decent numbers? Well, what are we going to get? So uh, do I think the Devils should pursue it? I absolutely think they should, okay, because he's young. He has a lot of upside. I think he gives us more options. And plus, we're trying to get rid of Pavel Zaka. So I think this is the best or one of the best that we can do in terms of just trying to uh, capitalize on the uh, supply and demand uh, for Zaka because, you know, his supply isn't that high. His demand isn't really that high. So you might want to capitalize it right now while you still got the chance. Like I said, we're not full-fledged sellers, but we're just capitalizing on an opportunity. We're opportunists right now. So that's the mindset the Devils should have going into the trade deadline. Be an opportunist because that's how we got Jonas Siegenthaler last year. We just traded, what, like a third-round pick for his services? And he's been one of our most consistent defensemen this year. 
So uh, I, I think trading for Connor Garland, I think it's worth the risk. And I, I, I'm actually curious to see how he would fit in with our top six, because I would presume he would play on the top six, quite honestly, guys. Because um, if he were to join the team right now and we take out Pavel Zaka, uh, like I said, uh, Connor Garland would uh, have the six most points on the team right below Damon Severson, Dawson Mercer, Nico Heizer, Hughes, and Brock. So he would be actually right up there for most points on the team if he were to put on a Devils uniform today. So I think it's worth the risk for the Devils to make this trade. However, I know there's going to be some extra incentives added on to this uh, deal because there's no way that the Vancouver Canucks are just going to accept a one-for-one -one deal, uh, Pavel Zaka, for Connor Garland. There's just no way it's going to happen. They're going to demand for at least a draft pick. So uh, I, I did some research and all about the jersey.com said basically don't trade uh, a defenseman whose name is Luke Hughes and don't trade a Ford whose name is Alexander Holt. And I fully agree with that because I did see an article from a Vancouver Canucks writer perspective saying that maybe the Devils should offer Pavel Zaka and Luke Hughes for the services of Connor Garland and Alex Chavansi uh, from the hockey writers uh, took the words right out of my mouth. It was a well-written article, but there is no way in hell that the Devils are going to give up on Luke Hughes for Connor Garland. That is a terrible investment. Don't do that. You don't even know what Luke Hughes is capable of. So do not give up your top prospects for Connor Garland. I get it. It like, you know, he's signed long-term. He's already established in the NHL, but just giving up Luke Hughes, like when basically we, we got lucky with him falling to us, Really, that's not worth it for the Devils. So my overall opinion is like uh, Pavel Zaka and a fourth round draft pick, or if that's not enough, uh, anyone in the Utica Comets organization that is not named Alexander Holt and that is not named Luke Hughes, who is right now at the University of Michigan. So that's the kind of deal that I would focus on if we want Connor Garland and that they would be a risk. It, it would definitely 100% be a risk, but it's a risk that I think the Devils are willing to take or they should be willing to take so uh let me know what you guys think do you want to see Connor garland playing at the rock in the devil sweater and who are you willing to give up for his services i'm curious to hear your guys thoughts so hit me up at my twitter page at trey matt four or the show's twitter page at locked on devils i would love to hear your guys responses as for today's episode that's all the time i have for you thanks for listening continue to stay safe have a wonderful day new jersey go devils they're taking on the pittsburgh penguins when this episode goes live and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.